Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Lamentations chapter 2. I'll just read the heading first. Misery and sorrow and desolation prevail in Jerusalem. So a lot of this is very similar to the previous chapter. Uh, Verse 9, her gates are sunk into the ground. He hath destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from the Lord. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit upon the ground and keep silence. They have cast up dust upon their heads. They have girded themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem hang down their heads to the ground. Judah's pitiful condition caused by her iniquities had come upon God, by God's power. God was credited with having brought about Judah's present calamity on a punishment as a punishment for her wicked her former wickedness. The writer evidently could get, could not get the harrowing scenes out of his mind. The elders or heads of families who shared in the administration were powerless to do anything. Grave magistrates and light-hearted maidens alike were reduced to grief-stricken silence. Also, Jerusalem was an object not only of pity, but of scorn. Innocent babies wasted away in her streets, crying in vain for food. The prophets that Judah did listen to were untrue to their task of crying out against iniquity. They spoke flattering words, and thus encouraged Judah in her transgressions. Hence, Jerusalem was a hiss and a byword in the eyes of the nations. Clearly, there was nothing about Jerusalem in which to rejoice. In verses 18 to 22, she called the Lord's attention to her doleful plight. Her tears were real tears of godly sorrow for her iniquities as well as for her temporal losses to the Babylonians. And that was out of the Institute Manual. I want to read those last four verses here, 18 to 22. Their heart cried unto the Lord, O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give thyself no rest, let not the apple of thine eye cease. Arise, cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour out thine heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift up thy hands toward heaven for the life of the young children that faint for hunger in the top of of every street. Behold, O Lord, and consider to whom thou hast done this. Shall the woman eat their fruit and children of of a span long? Shall the priest and the prophet be slain in the sanctuary of the Lord? The young and the old lie on the ground in the streets. My virgins and my young men are fallen by the sword. Thou shalt, thou hast slain them in the day of thine anger. Thou hast killed and not pitied. Thou hast called as in a solemn day my terrors round about, so that in the day of the Lord's anger none escaped nor remained. Those that I have swallowed and brought up hath mine enemy consumed. So that's the end of the chapter, and uh, we'll see you next exciting adventure.